0: If you are a Nuggets or an Avs fan, or you live in Denver, you of course know of Ball Arena. Ball, the aerospace technology company, is actually sponsoring DNVR at this moment across our network, and they are such a great company to work with. They've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, and they are the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. They have all different size cans, 8, 12, and 16 ounces, and you can find them at Ball arena or even um, at Buffs games at Folsom the beer that you drink out of that is all made by Ball and they like I said they're just such a great company to work for we know multiple people who work for that company Zach Stevens is aunt actually works there right now and she is loving it and if you are looking for a new job or a place to work right here in Golden you can check out hashtag work at Ball online and to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant text Golden to seven seven two two or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. Like I said, they are practicing diversity and inclusion for years. They are saving the planet with what they are doing. I've said it 10,000 times already. They are a great company to work with and work for. So definitely check them out today. Like I said, text Golden to 77222.
1: Out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by
0: Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy.
1: He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dog. Two hands. the Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two rod, home run. Trevor Story. Lock. Hands on. Touchdown. 2 for Sudden! Got it, all Man!
0: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, our favorite beer here at DNVR. And you know what? We've got football season right around the corner. This show is all about college football season coming up. And, of course, you have to bring Breckenridge Brewery to your tailgates. We will have Breckenridge Brewery at our uh, DNVR Buffs tailgate that we're partnering up with all Buffs on Friday and every home game this season. Come out and hang out and drink some Breck Brews. But I'm your host, Ali Monterey. I've got Henry Chisholm, Justin Michael, and Andre Simone here with me today. And we are talking all about college football, all about the Buffs, and all about the Rams. So let's just jump right in. Henry, Justin, there's obviously people who listen to the show who might not be into college football. So I want you guys to give us maybe five little tidbits of why and what's exciting about the Buffs and the Rams this season that people should look oh, out that's for. That's so that's Henry, that's- let's start with you.
2: Okay, so number one, uh, Colorado had a really good season last year. Um, they only played five regular season games, but, but they won four of them, and they beat some decent teams. They didn't play the top teams in the Pac-12, and that's kind of what caused some people to be hesitant. Um, but out of the five regular season games, they, they won four. Like I said, they looked really good. And because of that, with the new coach, Carl Durrell, who took over last year, it is kind of an exciting time where there is hope, where maybe there hadn't been a lot of hope at Colorado for a while. And so I think that that's number one for me.
0: I thought your number one was going to be that there is an adorable fricking baby Ralphie.
2: I was going to save the best for last. Uh, Oh,
0: well, you think you would do the best first.
1: (laughs) Sure.
0: We can get to that though. All right, Justin, what's one of your five as to why the people should be excited for the Rams?
3: Okay. Um, Oh, real quick i will just say t- to hank's point i met carl Durrell in person for the first time at the blake street tavern recently really personable guy really disliked how much i liked him i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. he's, he's yeah, a good he guy he's, he's, for... he's hard to to not like you know he was very very polite he was super eager to talk to us came over you know talked to henry by name i mean That's something you shouldn't take for granted in this industry legitimately, because there's a lot of D1 coaches that try and, you know, big time people, especially, you know, digital media, all that. He seems very cool. Um, You know, I will never root for the buffs, but that guy, he seems pretty, pretty genuine. And I, I, it wouldn't make me upset if he had success.
0: It's definitely such a different vibe than Mel Tucker. Uh, like Mel Tucker was very personal and very good at selling. I think that was like, like he, if he wasn't a coach, he would be great sales person and would make the big bucks for that. But Carl Durrell, just like you, it's just so much more real and genuine rather than like, all right, I'm going to sell you on why you should like me. Carl Durrell is just a likable personable guy that it's just like easy to gravitate towards that at least from my opinion
3: yeah no, it was I, like I chick-fil-a service versus a used car salesman like carl Dur- <laughs> Durrell was was so nice and you know mel tucker's a, a total phony but anyways i'll get i'll get back on back on point buff and, fans uh, will
0: like you for that statement so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm just keeping it real you know like and mel tucker clearly a sleazy guy but we don't have to go we don't have to dive into that Uh, If you're going to be excited for CSU football, I think the biggest reason is Trey McBride. I mean, he's a legitimate NFL draft prospect. Todd McShay had him as the number 27 ranked prospect of all college football players, not the number 27 tight end, just the number 27 player in college football, his number one tight end overall. He's a part of Team DNVR, which is awesome. We've got some exciting stuff in the works, but he's just a beast. I mean, he's the type of guy that loves to to throw you out of bounds on a run block, then he'll catch a touchdown and flex on you. He'll talk trash. He's everything that makes college football fun, you know, passion. And he's a really loyal guy. Could have gone to the NFL, could have transferred to an SEC school. He's stuck, committed to CSU despite some tough times. And I'm really excited that the fans are getting an opportunity to kind of give him the final ovation he deserves over this last season and, and just kind of the appreci- and appreciation and admiration that a guy like he deserves.
0: Totally. It's really awesome to see someone like him getting the national recognition that he deserves. He's a really great tight end and it's awesome to see like all these articles coming out where that he's being ranked appropriately.
3: Validates a lot of uh, things that we've talked about on the draft pod. You know, for the last year I've been telling Hank and, and Andre and our-, our buddy Jake who comes on the pod with us, Trey McBride, he's a complete football player. Yeah, there's a lot of talented tight ends. But Trey McBride, NFL scouts, they're going to fall in love with him. And I think that process has already kind of started to begin. And hopefully, you know, he has the, the season that kind of puts him on top. A lot can go right for him and he could, you know, potentially be a first round pick. Or, you know, if he has a quiet season, maybe he falls back down a little bit into like the third round or something. Nonetheless, I'm just stoked we get to watch him one more time in Fort Collins because he's a great guy and I'm looking forward to spending some time with him
0: it has been where's it has been 645 days since since uh the CSU players played in front of a packed house in Fort Collins it's crazy there it was a
3: blizzard on that day so it wasn't even like a great crowd you know that 645 days ago was a rare november snowstorm boise state came to town so there were fans but it's it been a really wasn't. long time since they've yeah. had like a rockin canvas right. stadium And I think that,
0: yeah, I think that's going to really bring out the crowds on Friday for both teams. I just think people miss college football. They miss like this last year without it really opened up everyone's eyes on like how much fun and how great it is to support these guys and these programs. And then how great it is to just be in these stadiums and have it packed. So I'm really excited to see the crowds that come out uh, tomorrow for their first games of the season. Let's do snake draft style. So Justin, throw Mm -hmm. me another one.
3: Okay. Yeah. Another one would be the defensive line. They've got one of the best defensive lines yeah. in the country, or at least in the, you know, G5, Scott Patchen, Miami is an absolute beast averaged a sack per game last season was actually on pace to break the school record. I mean, it's obviously impossible to, to project if he would have kept it the, the pace in a 12 game season. CSU had more games canceled than any other team in the country last year, not much to be excited about, but Trey McBride, Scott Patchen, Uh, Manny Jones, some of these guys, and and Toby McBride, Trey's brother, they are very, very stout. They get after the quarterback. They're solid against the run, and it should be a big year for the CSU defensive line. And and hopefully a couple of their guys are going to play their way into NFL draft conversations as well.
1: Yeah, that's a part of the Rams that I'm really – like if they can compete against teams like Toledo and make a little noise in the Mount West, that's going to be an area that really kind of – has to carry on, and Justin, I th- I feel like you and I and different interactions we've had about the Rams in the last year, it's something we always come back to, but Adazio's bread and butter is in the trenches. Getting that raised up to appropriate levels is really key for him returning the program to be in, you know, a legitimate conference contender.
3: It's got to happen. I mean, they've been lacking it consistently for the better part of three, four years now. I had Izzy Matthews, former CSU running back on the podcast. He called the 2018 line soft. Like, I mean, he went on record and being like, they were too soft. We couldn't compete aside from Barry Wesley. None of them should have even been playing at the D one level. And you don't hear, you know, guys speak out against their teams very frequently like that. And so, you know, that that's significant. They've got to get better in the trenches. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the offensive line. I'm stoked about the defensive line.
0: You know, dudes just got to be dudes, as Adazio would say.
3: <laughs> Ram clash. Allie it. it.
0: All right, Henry, give me a number two, a second reason why fans should be excited to be watching the Buffs.
2: Number two is Jarek Broussard. Oh, um, yeah. He's, he's a running back for CU, coming off a couple torn ACLs. Um, last year was the first time he played at all for CU, and he was incredible. Uh, he he averaged, I think the second most yards per game in the entire country. Um, incredibly explosive. He's only 5'9, 185 according to the roster, but it doesn't matter. Like he's running guys over, he's hitting guys. If you want to see more, you should definitely check out Jake's film room. That's up on DMVR bus right now. So It's, uh, it's really good. It has all that information. Um, but the best part is he, uh, he, he took off the knee brace because he had those ACL injuries. Ooh. He was playing in that knee brace. And even last year, he, uh, he went for 301 yards against Arizona. He got copped from behind three times in that game. That could have been an even bigger game somehow. And the next day, Carl told the reporters, Carl Durell, the head coach that uh, he's only 90, 95% after a 300-plus-yard rushing game. Yeah. Um, and you nominated,
0: now, you nominated that as quote of the year in our Goaties.
2: It's incredibly exciting because he's the, he was the Pac-12 offensive player of the year last year, and he wasn't even at 100%. Um, that means the ceiling is just massive. Um, so far, during spring ball, during fall ball, everybody who I've asked has said, yes, that it, there is a tangible difference. It is noticeable when you watch him. Jarek himself has only said uh, that we'll just have to wait and see on September 3rd, which is Friday night, and I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah. The thing with the Buffs running it's there's they have so much depth. Like Alex mm-hmm. Fontenelle, um, Ashad Clayton, they've got so many people um that are coming back that I'm so excited to see. Obviously, Jarek Broussard, Pac twelve player, offensive player of the year. Like that's different, but like the fact that there's just so much depth around him and around this buffs offense is really exciting.
2: For sure. Because you look at last year when Jarek broke out. That was supposed to be Alex Fonteno's show. Yeah, he had a hip injury before the season. He was the returning bell cow back. Like he, he was a near thousand yard rusher the year before, a second leading returning rusher in the Pac-12, and now he's back in this backfield as the number two. Actually, list is a co-number two with a Sean Clayton who you brought up, who is now in his second year in Boulder, and he's one of the highest rated recruits that yep. Colorado's had in the last decade. Um, the one of the Louisiana newspapers last year put out their like. 2010s all decade all louisiana um high school football team the the running backs i believe were alvin Kamara um i think i think derrick henry might have been louisiana on there too um, darius geis was on there and Whoa. it was a shot clayton and wow asking him to live up to those standards is kind of crazy but that's why there's so much hype around him and he's the co number two with a returning bell cow back which is just incredibly exciting
0: It's really, really exciting. Dre, do you have any questions when it comes to that?
1: No, I mean, that's pretty fun, though. I'd expect big things from Jarek to think that he can have, like, an extra gear, gear and a half. This year is pretty scary. Um, But, yeah, that's – I mean, the Buffs football, when you run the ball, good things happen typically. So uh, that's that's a strategy I'd go back to.
0: And just not having one, just to rely on one guy, really. Like, you know, like that we saw that with phil and like everyone would just always say just give the ball to phil and he would make great things happen but there's so the fear there of injury and like jarek being so young like the fact that he has that depth around him that like he'll probably be killing it and leading the buffs in that side of things but he has that backup we get to see um Ashad clayton and alex font like really step up gives i feel like gives buff fans like a sigh of relief of like okay, we don't just have to rely everything on no. the run no. to Jarek Broussard.
1: For sure.
0: All right, Henry, what about a third reason?
2: So you brought up that uh, sigh of relief because there's some depth that is gone. The, uh, the the third reason that uh, we're excited about the Buffs this year, Brendan Lewis. They've got a true freshman quarterback. There was a quarterback competition. They brought in JT Shrout, a transfer from Tennessee, who had a little bit of experience there, something like seven touchdowns and four interceptions um, during a couple seasons there. Um, about two weeks ago, I got to watch him uh, basically end his season. We do know now that he has ended his season. Carl Durrell did say that oh, okay. um, because of a knee injury in that scrimmage and uh well there is that sigh of relief when you look at the depth with uh the running backs it's not there with the quarterbacks brendan lewis the the starter this year we saw him one time last year in his first year on campus Mm -hmm. uh, in the alamo bowl he played well pretty
0: dope (laughs) yep
2: led a touchdown drive on his first drive out there i think
0: combined for 168 yards passing rushing with Mm -hmm. three touchdown drives
2: six for ten passing the ball so he's exciting he's a dual threat he's He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's more of a play the ball underneath type of guy. Um, But without JT Shrout, it's kind of a stressful situation because they're only – actually, there's a third quarterback on the roster now. The two that they've had since spring ball are both true freshmen this year. One is Drew Carter from Oregon, like a three-star recruit. Um, The other is Jordan Wolverton, a walk-on from Durango. And if something were to happen to Brendan Lewis, we'll knock on wood. The boss be left in a tough place. They did add a fourth quarterback. I, I mentioned that is a transfer from Division Three University of Chicago. So,
0: Henry, I told purple. you give us something for Buffs fans to be excited about. Don't Trust make my palms sweaty and nervous. Yeah, but you keep <laughs> backing that up with saying like, well, they really don't have anyone else. So yeah, we know, hope.
1: Because I'm terrified. is why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you just made a lot of people terrified with you even more. People so. like scary
2: movies, too. They don't just – it's not – I personally like the really fun movies, but sometimes that tension, that uh, the the fear, it gets people going.
0: Oh, God. Andre, what do you think about Brendan Lewis?
1: He's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, and so much is going to come down to the arm. I'm I'm a big believer in uh, his athleticism, his ability at running uh, quarter quarterback. I think the arm is, is good. Um, but I, so more, more appropriately, I should say kind of his ability to process, pick things up, stay in rhythm, kind of, you know, all the more advanced nuanced stuff that comes with quarterback play. Um, that's going to take any young quarterback a little while to develop. I want to see how far along he is. And, um, because if, if he can show, you know, a an acceptable level in in his accuracy and timing and that really feels like this is this is the much more beneficial choice for the buffs than going for a veteran who's maybe a little more ready now but doesn't have the kind of upside that he has and then i mean the part that's exciting is having a quarterback like that in your backfield with all the depth and talent you have at running back that could be a really really fun combination
0: and i feel like at least buffs fans obviously like Having an injury happen is not ideal, but I feel like everyone has been waiting to see what Brendan Lewis brings to the table and waiting to see him just be thrown out there in this position and just go. And although it's in a scarier situation with no backup, it'll be really exciting, like you said, to see him just out there. Justin, do you have any takes on Brendan Lewis?
3: No, I mean, it's <laughs> tough to rely on a, a true freshman quarterback. I don't want to say anything as far as injuries go because I'm, yeah. I'm not mean-spirited in that way, but it's a tough position to be in. I mean, CSU's in a very similar spot. They also brought in a transfer quarterback. He also got hurt and is out for the season. If their starting quarterback goes down, Todd Centeno, who there's some questions about anyways, but, you know, if he goes down, they're just going to be in a, in a terrible spot, but that that's most teams to be honest. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole notion that you should have a backup quarterback, like always ready. That's as good as your starting quarterback. That's, it's kind of a farce. Like it almost never happens. So I just, you know, we'll see what happens with both these guys. Hopefully they stay healthy. Hopefully they can put their, their offenses in position to score and kind of transitioning into to my next thing that I'm excited about is I'm also excited about the running backs. You know, CSU brought in David Bailey. He's a guy who's rushed for around a thousand yards multiple times in the ACC Boston College transfer, big, strong, physical guy. But beyond that, he has the potential to be a home run hitter. He's a guy that's broken a lot of long touchdown runs in his career. And that's just something that CSU's offense has, has really been lacking. Marcus McElroy, local guy, really, really great guy, does a lot of great things in the community. But he's coming off of a his worst season with CSU statistically at only two point seven yards per carry, so you're just you're looking to see that rushing offense kind of lead the way for CSU. That's gonna be their bread and butter. We already talked about the trenches, and I'm I'm rambling now, but uh, yeah, excited about the rushing attack and David Bailey specifically.
0: You're not rambling the whole. Everyone knows you two do podcasts on your own. Henry and Justin do their own podcast. So they okay. are so used to just talking for an hour about football and about basketball. But that's a perfect time to just plug their shows. If you're a Buffs fan or if you're a Rams fan, go follow these guys and go listen to their podcasts. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up this season and they literally give you nonstop coverage. Yeah. whole summer of nothing no sports well don't worry henry's got the uh women's soccer team on the podcast talking about how much they love cows um
1: we have we yeah have Justin, justin's the... got former running backs coming on and uh
0: exactly giving
1: you quotes you'll never hear about the offense do they yeah, ever yeah. do they ever show you <laughs>
2: like their cow water bottles <laughs> no no.
0: (laughs) for people listening justin just shook his head in disappointment (laughs) that henry even asked something like that
2: yeah now a lot of a lot of cow water bottles learning all about like new dentists the things that they look for in dentists okay
0: and there's also actual like soccer talk and a a few other things not just cow (laughs) talk and uh henry had evan batty on his show that will premiere Mm -hmm. today at five so definitely check that out uh but, yeah, so they have a lot of really great content. They're always providing it for you. So make sure to follow DMVR underscore Buffs on Twitter, DMVR underscore Rams on Twitter, and then follow these guys for all of the great content, especially because I feel like, like I said, people are just craving football. Like Broncos fans <laughs> are just say. like, oh, my God, college football. Like I get to be in a stadium. I feel like this season is just going to be a really fun season. Um, Dre, did you have any comments on...
1: Yeah, the Rams backfield. I yes. think that's going to be – this is really going to be an interesting season. I think last year, you know, obviously first year of the Adazio era kind of caught in between the old regime and the new team. But, Justin, I think this is the year where we start to see that transition from wide receiver U to more of a ground and pound um, run first team and the talent in the backfield plus Centeno's running ability – is going to be intriguing to follow in that sense.
3: Yeah, and that's kind of a a perfect way to to segue into the next thing I'm excited about. You know, I already talked about Trey McBride. CSU is also getting another senior tight end back in Cameron Butler. This is a guy that was really effective his first two years on campus as a true freshman and a sophomore back when Mike Bobo was still head coach. Really, really effective as a pass catcher, uh, moves well, another big, strong guy. And because of that, because they have all of these tight ends, they're going to be able to operate in 12 personnel a lot. And that's going to be a big, big boost to, you know, the offensive line who I've already said, they just haven't been, they haven't been living up to the standard the last couple of years. So that's, that's a huge bonus. You have a solid running back with big, with experience. You have veteran tight ends that can come in and be effective. It's going to set up the play action where you have a mobile quarterback who can, you know, kind of take advantage and get the ball to some of these guys they have at the skill positions it, it's just all kind of positioned to, to really work effectively. Now, obviously, they have to go out and execute, but the guys are in place, and, and I do see a path to success for this team. And I'm not, I don't want to plug my own stuff too much, but I'm going to have a season preview that, that comes out. By the time this, this podcast is out, I guess the, the season preview will be out. It's like 3,500 words breaking down every game for CSU, You know why I think they'll win, why I think they'll lose, all that fun stuff. So definitely check all of that out. But uh, the tight ends, yeah. really, really good. Cam Butler, Trey McBride, and they've also got Brian Polendi, who is another Miami transfer. Uh, a lot of Power 5 transfers on this roster oh. since Adazio took over.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one. And, I mean, we're seeing more of an identity set. I think both the programs you guys have covered have had to go through quite a few transitions. Oh, yeah. You know, Buffs, three head coaches in, what, three years, right? Um, yeah, pretty great. And obviously you that, you know, pretty harsh transition into the Adazio era with everything that was going on here. But it does feel like at least the structures in place, like everything you've described, there's there's some linearness to the identity that that offense has. And e- even that whole team has, you know, it's yeah. it's a ground and pound and tight ends and running backs and running running quarterback who's going to be able to play off the play action and feed those tight ends. And up front on defense, you're really going to try to just dominate teams in the trenches, dominate with that defensive line, set that tone up there. Should be a fun team.
3: It's not, it's not sexy, but I've watched San Diego state do this exact formula for the last decade and win basically eight games a year. If you want a team where it's just, you know, I have a hundred dollars, And I can bet on any team in the country is going to win eight games this year. San Diego State is about as safe of of a bet as it gets. And it's literally just what Dre said. Having, you know, strong foundation in the offensive line, running the ball, being physical, controlling time of possession, you know, limiting turnovers, all that stuff. It's, It's not the air raid. It's not the spread that we're seeing, you know, across the country. But you can win a lot of games that way if you do it effectively.
1: Not too dissimilar to how Utah's been able to with three-star recruits going against the four- and five-star. Another
3: perfect example. Right,
1: that all those Coastal teams bring in. That's how they compete, by just kind of being meat and potatoes.
0: And that's something that's really cool. We did the same exact podcast almost a year ago for the first game of the season back then, and neither team really had an identity. Like you were saying, Andre, it was very much a – we're just going to cross our fingers and wait and see. And we're just going to watch what happens for both teams. Really Mm -hmm. like obviously one of the biggest Buffs fans that we have in our company, Ryan was like, I'm going in with no expectations. We're just going to see how this goes. And I feel like that's how Buffs and Rams fans both were. And they have a little bit more of an identity. We know what's going on. There's things to be excited about that are tangible. So it's really going to be, um, Cool to see both of these two play out. And then, even listening back to last year's pod, just like the difference in what a year can do. But before we keep going, DraftKings Sportsbook is the best and official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they are offering you free money once again. They always do. I tell you, every week, highly recommend using DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they're giving new users $200 in free bets instantly when you bet one dollar or more on any football game, you're not gonna wanna miss it. Two hundred dollars in free bets. Instantly um place a one dollar bet on or more on any week one team. And you get those $200. It's pretty freaking incredible. And don't worry, DraftKings, didn't forget about the current customers. So Henry, Justin, Andre, they've got you covered too. All customers can participate in DraftKings Week 1 no-brainer. It's pretty awesome. Dre, do you have anything that you are going to put your money on that you know of for Week 1 coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for the Thursday matchup with Ohio State taking on Minnesota. We rarely get Week One interconference games, and I think the Buckeyes to lead by seven or more at the half is a lock.
2: my, uh, my DraftKings pick of the week was Ohio State minus fourteen. They Not know. the same thing, but on the same track. I'm happy. Yeah, to get on the same track.
0: Yes. All right well you guys heard it here um, but don't forget this this particular offer is for NFL week one but you know they got you covered for weekend picks and you can always listen to DnVR butts daily to get those daily picks must win their record is freaking insane. They just they just give you winners. Um, So don't forget to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR to get in on that offer. It's the only way you can get in on it using the promo code DNVR. you receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR Uh, for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting, betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only my minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. They added a few more things in there. I thought I had it memorized. Like Ryan, I know, it but...
3: throws off the rhythm when they change it. Yep. <laughs> I
0: know. I was like, Oh, <laughs> um, real quick i also got to talk to you guys about strava craft coffee henry and i were just saying we've got a long day still ahead of us and you need some coffee and henry was talking about how he's worried he can't drink coffee right now because he doesn't want to get all jittery and that's why strava craft coffee at the bar is the best place to get it we have cold brew at the bar and then you can order it online they will deliver it straight to your door every two three four five weeks six weeks however many times you need. I don't know how much coffee you drink. You might drink a bag a day. Who knows? So they've got you covered with it all. It's CBD infused. Like I said, it really helps with those jitters, but it keeps you awake and doing everything you got to do. They have drip coffee. They have exp- espresso. They have uh, the K-Pops for your Keurig. They've got it all. Highly recommend checking them out, and you can use that promo code DNVR25 to get 25 off your first order they've been one of our longest supporting partners and they're freaking amazing so go over there and support them today but all right henry let's jump into your fourth reason why fans should be excited for the upcoming buff season
2: number four is this front seven led led by dnvr athlete nate landman um
0: also, a lot of exciting things coming with him, too. So, definitely, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty freaking amazing that we've got Nate Landman and Trey McBride on our DNVR athlete team. So,
2: here you are. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's on paper one of the very best front sevens in the Pac 12. Um, and, and it's going to get better about halfway through the season, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Nate Landman last year, I mean, he's an incredible inside linebacker, he's, he's one of the top five college linebackers in football um in terms of draft prospects you know there's some limitations but he uh he he stops people from running the football in a way that you just don't see very often uh, decent chance he's going to be a butt kiss award finalist he would have been last year if he hadn't yep. torn an Achilles at the end of the year he also has told me straight up he would not be back at Colorado this season if he hadn't torn his Achilles toward the end of the year um I mean, what numbers you even want? He played, he got hurt early in the fifth game. He, he had four sacks as an inside linebacker last season. Uh, Carson Wells, the outside linebacker, well, he was second in the country in tackles for loss per game, sixth in sacks per game. He picked off a couple of passes. He's one of the best pass rushers that you're going to find in college football. You've got Terrence Lang stepping up uh, in the defensive end spot, just a freak athlete at mm-hmm. six foot seven we have the same barber by the way which is kind of fun wow. um but but he's like do you what, get Chris any fun like... stories um not not much <laughs> fun. he went on a trip to vegas with his family nice. over the summers excited to see them um just nothing all that fun well, that, maybe um, that's good maybe bar- like bar- yeah, barber player
0: converse barber like customer conversations are very like private so it's good it's good that you're exactly exactly like, just- telling you, you all the secrets
3: after. you don't want that like how, how could you ever tell your barber yeah, anything thought, if your totally, barber's exactly. telling you everyone else's business yeah. exactly
0: the, the barbershop talk is something that's real so it's it's a real special bond between you guys for women I mean, awesome it's just freaking relaxing to have your hair done <laughs> different different type of thing um but <laughs> all right henry really keep going
2: but yeah um <laughs> so so you have all these pieces you're excited about and a lot of them proven pieces as well you bring in transfers like Robert Barnes who started a game at Oklahoma um, uh, uh, as a freshman redshirt freshman in the college football playoff like some experienced transfers And on top of that Mustafa Johnson your best defensive lineman oh, for the yeah. last three years somehow didn't get drafted didn't get signed as an undrafted free agent And we just learned yesterday that Colorado's finding a way to get him back on campus this fall. Going to be a 4-5 game suspension, something like that, because you're technically not supposed to do it in the first place. But what a trade-off to be able to bring him back and add to a a group that was already one of the best last year, should be one of the best this year. I mean, there, there was a game against San Diego State last year where Colorado forced more plays of zero or negative yards than there were positive yards. Wow. It's a it's a great group and you have the running game and it all just works together perfectly.
3: To be fair, that's the counter against the type of identity that that CSU <laughs> and CU are trying to build, you know, when when you are that one-dimensional, when somebody has your number, it puts you in a in a tough box. So we'll yeah. have to kind of see if I mean neither one of these quarterbacks I think are going to stand in the pocket and absolutely pick you apart or anything like that. I I think right. there's less throwing concerns with Lewis than there are with Santeo going in. But, you know, these teams are really going to be dependent on running the ball effectively because you don't want to be a San Diego state who's just trying to do the same thing over and over again and getting shutting down over and over again.
1: Yeah. What's fun about that group you described, Hank, aside from just purely how deep and how many names you were able to throw out there, despite all their success a year ago, man, does that group have to have a chip on their shoulder because Carson Wells got overlooked, Landman's coming off an injury, Terrence Lang has been overlooked, Mustafa Johnson somehow got overlooked so bad Insane. that he's actually able to come back to Boulder and compete. I think that whole group has gonna, is really going to have a chip on its shoulder. And remember who's coaching? I mean, remember who's there influencing those young minds on the front seven, one of the better D-line coaches you'll find in the country. That is a Alex very D-line. exciting group, yeah.
2: Chris Wilson, he was the defensive yep. line coach for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl with yep. Fletcher Cox. and You
0: love to see it.
2: All those guys. Chris yeah. Long <laughs> and all of them. But yeah, oh. I mean, it, it's just crazy. And it's not just us Good talking times. about that chip. They they have talked about it too. Like Nate Lambin just yesterday, no, two days ago was saying, yeah, I am kind of sick of answering the questions about the injury, and I do want to go play. I asked Carson about not being preseason All-Pac 12 with the numbers that I said, and he just said straight up, it's disrespectful.
0: Yeah,
2: It's disrespectful. Some it's, of the, it's going to be a fun season.
0: Some of the vibes that I get from these like older guys, these juniors and seniors, it's like, unfinished business and the way that they speak is it reminds me a lot of the seniors during the rise year like just being so determined like we're disrespected we're underlooked like this is our this is our chance to change that and after last year they feel more confident in that and, and it'll be exciting to see if they can actually get it done this year henry give me your fifth reason
2: well, Allie, you spoiled this one earlier.
0: I just don't but, understand uh, how this couldn't be your first one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number five, baby Ralphie. I mean, oh my goodness. She's so
0: dude. cute. What a day
2: yesterday. They, yeah, I mean, full 500-pound, 15-month-old buffalo. She's hopefully making her debut tomorrow night. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they, they said tip. So typically, she goes in, like, Ralphie's corral so people can come up and take pictures before the game. Um, you know, do that kind of stuff, meet her. But they aren't doing that tomorrow because they have no idea how she's going to react to a crowd. You know, they've been in the stadium practicing like the route. So they they like bring the truck down to one corner, like the corner next to on the other side of that end zone is where they run from. And they've got like this gate that they walk her inside of so she doesn't like run loose. She's a buffalo. Um, and then when it's time, the team is ready, they like open the gate. Run her down the field and all the way around and back into the thing. So they've been practicing all of that for months and months and months, obviously. Never with 50,000 people yelling. And it, it's,
0: they couldn't have been I practicing. For months. Isn't they're... she five months old?
2: 15. 15,
0: 15 months. months. old. <laughs>
2: Yep. I was like, but, she couldn't,
0: they couldn't have been practicing it for months when
2: she's yeah.
1: only. Well, 15, 15, he
2: did his research. Yeah. What does a baby buffalo do in that situation, though? We're, we'll know. find out but, tomorrow. So,
0: they've had to pump in studio like a uh, crowd noise, you would mm-hmm. think, right?
2: I would imagine. I would imagine. But again...
0: Cause that's going to be frightening because everyone's going to be going crazy for this Buffalo. They had to have prepared for like loud noises around the Buffalo.
3: Yeah. That is a thought I've had being on the field before when that's happening. I mean, you, you trust that everything's going to go right, (laughs) but as I'm sitting there kneeled with my camera and there's a full grown, you know, American bison running full steam towards you. Oh yeah. it's, It's a little bit, it's a little bit scary. I know uh (laughs) <laughs> a little bit surprised that a guy from Montana didn't didn't call call it a bison but i, I have know. been
2: told specifically to never do that
3: Yes. Even though that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: buffalo, Justin, leave us alone. Uh,
3: <laughs> we like being incorrect in Boulder. <laughs> this Buffalo still... Like this
0: this <laughs> Ralph... I love it. I love the little banter. Uh, this Ralphie does not have a name yet. Hopefully we'll have a name soon. Uh, all of the Ralphies have had such fun names. Uh, it goes from Ralphie tequila moonshine rowdy and blackout those are the five buffalo ralphie yeah. names and so we'll see uh what they end up naming her it's just so, they're so not exciting. just all
3: named ralphie that's kind of confusing
0: no so everyone calls them ralphie but they have like actual names
1: it's like the pope
3: you learn something new it
1: yeah, he, he's the pope but then it's like uh you know peter st francis peter, yeah yeah um
0: I've seen people baby say that bubbles. they care about this baby, this Ralphie, more than anyone else in their life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh no, the number of people who like said they would die for this buffalo is pretty crazy, and they're not wrong either. Like you look at her, so and those just—we've only seen a couple of little clips, but it's uh it's, it's uh, an exciting time for for all of us.
1: A few you years ago, so. I would.
0: What were you gonna say, Dre?
1: Piping and sound. It's different from a crowd, making mm-hmm. Oh, like, totally.
0: Also, like, there's yeah. like movement, like yeah, the
3: energy of the stadium. Like, yeah. that's yeah. worth tuning in. I mean, just for that alone, it's worth tuning in to it's see that and to see if it's they'll cover the thirty-eight point spread. But... I mean, the, come the, on, the, the, the,
0: Justin. Even as a CSU guy, you've got to admit having <laughs> a real bison but having ralphie run on the freaking field like eh, that's a really cool tradition Like, like one of the coolest. oh it's, dope. College it's awesome
3: it's it's one of the coolest mascots in sports okay. also i'd like to Absolutely. that's the first time i've ever done the bison buffalo thing i just felt like getting <laughs> under people's skin because honestly it. it's an eye roll type argument but that's what the the rivalry <laughs> is all about it is uh, but no Very it's true. it's electric i i i love seeing it in person it's, that's another great aspect that's going to be back. Yeah, you know, the tradition, yeah. the pageantry that comes with college football. Yeah. CSU, you know, firing comatose in the air, seeing Cam the Rams, seeing Ralphie run. Like, these are things that I live for. And, and it's been, like, two years since we've got to do it the right way.
0: Yep.
2: That's true. And just one more note on Ralphie. You know, Ralphie 5, the last Ralphie, who is doing great, by the way. And oh, good. from what I've heard, she is enjoying her retirement. Uh, her first run... She got loose, so
0: what? No, she
2: remember. got, yeah, yeah her first run, she got loose, and then remember this. Yeah, she got, she got loose. Things can go wrong when you bring a buffalo onto a football field. Yeah,
1: they're not meant I mean. to roam football. Fields. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's not yeah. get PETA involved in this conversation. No, like, fair enough,
1: fair enough. I, calm I, I down.
2: I will through PETA's feed this morning to see if they said anything.
0: The Ralphie runners do a very good job with uh, Ralphie, and they've been training with her. It's going to be exciting mm-hmm. to see tomorrow night.
3: I'm sure Ralphie anyway, and Cam the Ram live very priv- privileged yeah. lives on their mm-hmm. respective universities. Like, when
0: people or... have that argument, I'm like, it's Boulder. Like, Boulder is so <laughs> intense about its animal care, mm-hmm. which is good, it should be, but like it's
3: CSU's an ag school, like they know like, what they're doing
0: exactly. Like, it's we're in Colorado, it's not just like a city school, like right. being reckless. Like, these people, no, who you, these animals who you are should living be
1: concerned about is the, the football programs. Those are the ones that <laughs> we need to it's be not putting how
3: it's you having a tiger in the middle of its campus,
1: exactly. Exactly, <laughs> the investment and care into the football program, yeah, not the, animals. the animals are fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, also worth noting. This little baby, Ralphie, she, she, her mother abandoned her at, at birth. This okay. is an orphaned buffalo who is wow. now being treated like a queen.
1: Resilient. Why Can't did support. she get
0: abandoned? That makes <laughs> me so sad.
1: <laughs> I I mean, got of I guys, we are so far in out.
3: the weeds now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that, you know. they okay. wild animals, yeah
0: my last my last comment on ralphie is cu did a really great job um on a video kind of announcing her and showing her and just the history of ralphie and it was a really well done video so dmvr buffs tweeted it out and then of course it's all over their social channels i recommend checking it out it i there's people in the comments being like why am i crying it was just really cool to see the history of this buffalo mascot and tradition that cu has all right justin Give me your last reason. Wait, it's fifth, We're right? Not, right? Fourth,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, no. Oh, really?
3: Right? I think you already did. Know.
0: Okay. Well, I anyways.
3: I, maybe I already did four. I don't know. I'll just give one. Just I think this is five. Anyways, Henry Blackburn, he is a local, local Colorado guy. He is a sophomore. He's going to start at safety for CSU. Came out of Fairview High School. Actually played for the McCartney that is a the coach there. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, anyways, DJ? doesn't matter. I can't remember. Fairview's head coach. Really, really good program. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him this week. I wrote an article about him, but he's a guy that I expect to be really, really good. Made two starts at the end of 2020. Was awesome in those games. In the season finale against San Diego State, had 10 tackles, seven of which were solo. He's physical, and he's just got the the attitude that you want. You know, I talked to him being a, being a local guy, how frustrating was it that they didn't get to host CU last year? And I mean, he was, you know, really honest. He's like, I was a, I'm a bolder kid. CU didn't recruit me. Like, I, you know, I've, I've never been so excited for a game and to have that, you know, get ripped out from underneath me. It was heartbreaking. That was a story a lot of times last year for CSU. Unfortunately, there was, you know, they were supposed to host CU for the first time since 96. They were supposed to get to go to Nashville. They were supposed yeah. to get to do a lot of things, multiple power five games. None of that ended up happening. Excited to see how guys like Blackburn and, and some of them kind of respond and, you know, especially with fans in the crowd. We've talked about it, you know, the energy. I think it's going to give these guys some juice, but they need Blackburn to play well because there's some questions about the secondary for CSU. They're pretty thin at cornerback and uh, that safety play is going to be really important.
0: I'm pretty sure that was five, but if you have another one, give was, me another
1: I, one. I counted on my count. It, it was five because we was five. Uh, but
3: Dante Wright is dope, and he's one of the most explosive players with go. the football in his hands in the country. So six, go check it out.
1: Yeah, you, you had two tight ends in there the run game, Scott Patchin, and the rest of the D line, and now we got our safety. So it was definitely five. Um, is that the weakest spot, the secondary? What you have the biggest questions about going into the season for the Rams? Is that maybe co-biggest question mark with the O line? Um, where's that fall?
3: Yeah, I think it's probably at least top three. I mean, you're you're pretty confident in your starters, but they lost Linwood Crump from the for the season. He t- uh, transferred in from Temple. He was expected to be a starter. That really hurts you. The thing is, most of the guys that they lost in the the offseason, aside from Keevan Bailey, weren't going to play a whole lot. It's just the depth underneath the starters that you're really concerned about. You already lost one corner for the season. If you lose another, it's going to be a true freshman out there playing. Now it might be Langston Williams, really explosive athlete uh, out of Denver. Could be Robert Floyd, who is actually a walk-on and has somehow played his way onto the two deep for this week one matchup. So it's kind of interesting to see where they're at. Uh, corner but they do have a couple of seniors at safety as well as a couple of young guys blackburn really exciting and jack howell who's actually the son of a, a legendary csu safety john howell he started his career at valor went out and played at arizona if you listen to the rams pod you know all this information already but uh yeah a lot of concerns about the secondary but there are some guys to be excited about as well
0: all right before we keep going If you're not a fan of drinking, but you like, you like some smoking hot deals and you like smoking, uh, check out Solace Meds. They are a premier dispensary and they are always hooking it up. Seriously. They always have incredible deals for you every single month. There's four convenient locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. That means next week before the Buffs, uh, Texas A&M game, if you're in Denver, go get hooked up by solace meds and if in your fort, if you're in fort collins of course they have their location there uh they have a bunch of deals they have 25% off can america gummies they have i don't i'm not really good at reading these things uh, they have glacier concentrates 20% off and they have a big labor day sale buy 3 get the fourth for 10 cents they literally are just packed with really great deals and you can use the promo code dnvr20 at any solace locations and you'll get 20% off and you can also get a free solace bar or king cone they're just really hooking you up you can order online at solacemeds.com and purchase from there and they are just really great partners so definitely go check them out
3: unprecedented deals as solace meds crazy sales i mean they're, they're hooking you up in ways that other dispensaries just don't wanted yeah. to throw that out there
0: okay so we are going to take a look at the bus and rams seasons and see if you guys can give me your win predictions um but first uh justin how are you feeling about rams versus south dakota state tomorrow
3: Nervous. I mean, they're a team that a lot of people are projecting to contend for the national championship at the FCS level. They're, they're coming off of an appearance in the title game this past spring. And in a lot of ways, I think that's an advantage. Just the fact that, you know, it hasn't been that long since they were playing football at a really high level. I think that's a, that's an advantage compared to a CSU team that only played four games total last year and hasn't played since last December. These guys were playing in May. I mean, they're ready to go. They should be able to hit the ground running. the The big question mark, you know, they lost their starting quarterback for the year in that game, but they're they're pretty run dependent anyways. So it's not a, a massive loss by by any means. I just they're going to come in and they're going to test CSU. We've seen CSU lose to North Dakota State at home before. They uh, lost to an uh, Illinois State team a couple years ago that was brutal. But uh, this South Dakota State team is really really good, and it, it's going to be a tough challenge. I think the Rams pull out an ugly one you know i am i I talk about it on my podcast i'm optimistic until i you know have to not be so at this point for all the reasons we talked about all those all those pieces you know mcbride and those guys i'm gonna put some faith in them and, and say they get it done at home against a team from a lower level of competition but to underestimate this south dakota state team would definitely be a big mistake
0: hey ugly wins are still wins we talk about that a lot in football <laughs> so...
3: i think csu knows it i mean adazio the other day was like, I told the team, we just have to win this game. We know they're big. We know they're physical. You know, he said it's the best FCS team he's ever had to prepare for. Who knows if that's just smoke, but I mean, right. watching them, it's, it's believable. I mean, Hank can tell you, he, he watches more FCS than anybody on our staff. He's warned me for the last month, like, man, just be ready. It's, it's going to be a game that, that's going to be tough.
2: I, I mean, everybody talks about NDSU, which as, as they should, because NDSU has been really good. Right now, though, South Dakota State is the better team, at least on paper, going into the season. And I think that that probably—I think what they're ranked third in the FCS. I think like James. Yeah, yeah, I Madison, believe so. Yeah, James yeah. Masson, For it doesn't matter, I guess. But but the point is, this should be the best team that FCS team that Adazio is prepared for. Like, how often do you run into a top three team in the entire FCS country? I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm gonna I'm gonna differ from Justin a little bit. I think that this is going to be a two-score game. I just don't know which way it goes. Mm. I I think that there's a chance Colorado State just has that talent advantage. And if things go the other way, I think that there's kind of a gap there too. Um, It's just super unpredictable. I would lean toward Colorado State, though, just because, I mean, it's FBS-FCS. And when in doubt, that is something that really does matter.
3: I mean, you got to get the ball to guys like Trey McBride, you know, as good as this team is. You respect the hell out of South Dakota State, but they don't have a Trey McBride. They don't have a Dante Wright, and they don't, as good as their running game is, I'm not sure they have a David Bailey. So, you know, it's just like at those key positions, edge, you know, running back, wide receiver, tight end, CSU holds the position. But we've already talked about the question marks with CSU's quarterback. You know, if if you go down early and you're put in a position where you have to throw the ball a whole lot. To, That's to not you. CSU's strength. So I think That's just right. getting out to a, to a big start, getting a lead, and then just leaning on that run game, and you're going to be okay. But I'm nervous. I feel really nervous. Yeah. This is. I don't know why this game was scheduled. It was scheduled in 2019. It's not like they scheduled yeah. it a decade ago. They were coming off of a 10-win season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rant about this plenty for the Ram audiences over the next day. It was just poor scheduling. It could have been because CU already had UNC on the slate because we knew CSU and CU weren't going right. to be playing this year. And so I'll give CSU the benefit of the doubt there. But play literally any – go play Southern Utah, who San Jose I mean, State just beat the living shit out of. Them. Excuse yeah. my language. They just beat down.
1: They were already pumping out. Like Dallas Goddard came out from South Dakota yeah, State in like, 19. Yeah. This like, isn't new info. No, no. They were a top FCS program. But what's yeah. interesting in both these matchups, and I was looking at this preparing for bets today, um, and it applies to both Buffs and Rams going into this Friday game, is – How are these FCS teams that didn't play football last season? And obviously Boston Rams didn't have a picnic either. Uh, 2020 was a mess for everyone, especially the further west you went. But they at least played. They at least have five, six games under their belt under these new head coaches. FCS, they haven't played for a whole year. So how rusty will they be? That's
3: true. How bad
1: did Southern Utah look against San Jose State? In part because they just didn't play last year. We're g- it's gonna be a really interesting to see these mashups these next couple weeks.
2: The other thing though is that South Dakota State played in that mini spring season,
3: yeah. South mm-hmm. Dakota State's one of mm-hmm. the few and ones so, that they technically play, and a so right. while they have like a regular right. season,
2: but that's a whole different when you play a few games there,
3: and it was more than CSU played.
2: D- yeah. Does that wind up? I mean, great. I've been talking to all these soccer players because how crazy is it that that we get to circle back to this um but but because they they have they typically play in the fall they had a spring season as well because they couldn't play in the fall and what they've been saying is you know it's actually been really nice like our bodies aren't tired or anything yeah we just didn't have time to get out of shape football's different though there's a lot of like wear and tear there's there's a lot going on There's a lot going on here.
3: Well, you can see it as a pro or a strength. You know, I sold it as a pro in terms of they should, from an execution standpoint, I mean, South Dakota State should be rolling because it hasn't been that long since they played. These guys should be ready to go, but you're not wrong. I mean, football is a physical game. It's not soccer. It takes a while to recover. And these guys were playing real physical football at the end of May. Like, it hasn't been that long. Some of these guys, if they're a little dinged up, maybe they cramp up early. I mean, the altitude, there's a lot of things that could go right for CSU in that regard. We'll just have to see. It's, it's, a much, it's a much tougher game than CSU versus UNC. I'll just say yeah. that. And I'm, it's not like a shot. It's just, it's just the reality. you know. Like, CU's going to beat the living crap out of CU. And good for them. That'll, that'll be fun for Buffs nights. But I'm going to be really nervous for the next 24 hours.
0: Well, before we jump into Buffs, let's finish up real quick um, on the Ram schedule. After South Dakota State, they play Vanderbilt. How do you feel about that one? Do you see a win or a loss?
3: Oh man, I just wrote like four thousand words on this and I'm gonna reduce it to like a three minute conversation <laughs> I know. on this. Well, market. not even. I, <laughs> you
0: can just give me a quick how about we tease it? You just they give win. me your thoughts. Okay, they and win. then go read his yeah, article read, on DDMBR.com exactly. to get all the details. All right, yes. Toledo.
3: Loss. They're gonna win the Mac this year, and that's a really brutal game. I was a loss. We don't have to get Iowa. into it.
0: Okay, San Jose State. That's homecoming <laughs> and family weekend. Okay. Yeah. That's new the Me- reigning
3: Mountain West champions who return yeah. everyone defensively and a starting quarterback that's started for two SEC teams. Like, they're, they're loaded. I, I, I wrote all about it. You know, I think CSU, I think they have a chance to be competitive, but it's just a tough way to start the year.
0: Yeah. New Mexico?
3: That's a win. We haven't lost to UNM in over a decade, not starting now. Utah State? That's also a win, although there's a lot of question marks because it's, it's a new coach, new quarterback, basically entirely new roster. Don't know much about him.
0: Boise State.
3: I think I got. I it's got to be a loss, and CSU's never beat them until they beat them. How can I go on record and say it's going to happen?
0: All right, Border War, November 6th against Wyoming. How do you feel about that one?
3: This one's interesting because Wyoming plays a really cake schedule. Their their defense is really stout. They bring a lot of good guys back. They've got Chad Muma, linebacker, who's a Colorado kid, really really stout. Probably the best running back in the conference, and Xavion Valaday. They're a team that hasn't been able to pass the ball for a couple of years and they don't have a really effective passing quarterback. So how do they deal with that? I think CSU goes and gets a win, you know, getting up for rivalry games. It seems to be kind of a Dazio's thing. He's really focused, especially on Wyoming. I'm giving them, I'm, you know, putting faith in guys like Trey McBride, Scott Patchen. They go out and they pick up a rivalry win in their last opportunity. Finally get a win in Laramie. It's been a lot of long drives back uh, these last couple of years.
0: All right. Three more. Uh,
3: CSU Air Force. CSU gets their first win against Air Force since 2015. They have just so many moving parts. I mean, they could be really good, but they're replacing their entire offensive line. 10 of their 11 defensive starters from 2020 opted out. So we have no idea how good they're going to be defensively. But I- I'm banking on CSU's front seven being able to handle the option attack. That's the strength of CSU's defense. If if I can't count on them to beat running teams, I don't know how I'm going to count on them to beat anyone. So <laughs> I'm taking CSU to beat Air Force.
0: Okay, how about Hawaii?
3: Deceptively one of the toughest games of the season. You're coming that's off on the of the at Hawaii
0: too, uh, yeah. On the so island, yeah. So hard.
3: Yeah. You're coming off of a high of two straight rivalry games. I put that they win barely because. If you watch that UCLA game in week zero, they just got gashed by the run, and I have serious questions about Hawaii's defensive line. But I love their quarterback, uh, Cordero. He's a great athlete, moves well. I like Calvin Turner at wide receiver. They've got some, some nice pieces. It's just you never know going into the island. It's, it's the be- one of the best home field advantages in all of college football, and it has nothing to do with the atmosphere. It just has to do with travel and jet lag yeah. and, and be in weird circumstances.
0: I'm, I'm still scarred for the, from the Buffs game in Hawaii it's just no never you.
3: open the year on the island that's you no, know I thank nope. you. I gave CSU crap for scheduling South Dakota State at least they're not going to Hawaii yeah
0: seriously all right last game versus Nevada
3: it's a loss Nevada's gonna have one of the best offenses in the country Carson Strong's tremendous they bring Romeo Dubs back they're electric I'm, I'm hoping I obviously hope CSU wins that game but if Nevada runs the table it would be kind of exciting for the Mountain West to have somebody to be in that conversation. You know, it's been all about the American UCF and, and Cincinnati and, and Memphis to an extent, Houston, a couple of years back, Mountain West needs to put themselves back on the map. Nevada has a chance to do it and they're just fun to watch. Like if you're a college yeah. football fan, put them on. Cause they're going to score 40 points a game.
0: I understand always the whole, like, well, got to support like the pac 12 and the mountain West, and, but still sometimes my like rivalry heart is like, no, <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, if the it Buffs win, I don't want like, anyone else true,
0: to win. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like it's such but a – no I'm bad. like, I understand. Like, yes, you want these guys to be in the national conversation, <laughs> but, like, the, my inside rivalry is just like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Comfort okay. is okay. 10 yeah. yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to the Buffs. Henry, how are you feeling about tomorrow's Buffs game against Northern Colorado at 7 p.m.?
2: I feel good about it. I think that, you know, there's there's little details that you can be concerned about. What does Brendan Lewis look like? Does he go out there and turn the ball over a couple of times and all of a sudden you're, you're a little bit nervous? But when you just look at these two teams, Colorado should be able to line up and run all over them. Like if they don't average eight, nine yards a carry, something probably went wrong with this group of running backs because they're deeper than yeah. the three we talked about before. And the defense totally. is there. You know, it'll be fun to see Ed McCaffrey coaching for Northern Colorado, but the staff that he's put together is not, impressive it's basically valor christian's staff from last year that uh he he just brought over to to greeley with him um with the addition of his son max mccaffrey who is the offensive coordinator doesn't have coaching experience and
3: you just look at this That's stuff he like, this... never took the job by the way because he yeah, would this... never give him any money to hire an actual college staff mm-hmm.
2: right. but like colorado is a 38 point favorite right now do they cover Eh, who knows but, but they a should lot. be just fine to win the game yeah. especially with ralphie back and fans in the stadium for the first time i ran through on the podcast with with all the scores and i've got the bus winning this one 52 to six
0: okay well a little bit of opposite just a little playing texas a&m <laughs> the next weekend
2: <laughs> and and texas a&m for those who don't follow this closely they're are they sixth in the preseason rankings they're, they're they're right up there um I'm, it's going to be a different, different I'm ball I'm looking ball for game, a path. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Texas A&M winning that one 38-17.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's in Denver. If it's – yeah, that's the thing that is annoying about Henry is he's very good at giving, like, very good assessment and not being like, I think they're going to win, which is very good. Very mm-hmm. needed. Buffs fans need to hear it. But if they do lose and you're bummed about it, just come down to the DMVR bar, drink your mm-hmm. sorrows away with us. And if they win, then come down to the DMVR bar and we will be celebrating like crazy. So just come down to yeah. the DMVR bar after the game. And we actually might have some bus situation going on. So stay tuned on all of our social media platforms for that.
2: There's a, a, a poll out that. in the DMVR bus account. If you'd be interested in a bus, go vote yes on that poll so that we yes. know.
0: Yeah. So we can get buses that take you to the stadium and then take you right back to the bar after the game. Um, so let us know your thoughts. Okay. So, loss there. What about Minnesota the following Saturday, uh, second game at Folsom?
2: Uh, This is is an interesting one because I think this is going to be a good test to see what exactly Colorado is because Minnesota is a team that's kind of maybe just below average in the Big Ten, and and who knows really. They had a down year last year, great season the year before that. Um, This, to me, is kind of like if they beat them – okay we're excited if they don't that's like ah you know there could still be 3 4 wins 5 wins but maybe not the team that we'd hope for i've got colorado winning this one 31 27
0: okay next up asu in arizona
2: uh I'm, I'm i've got the upset here i think that the way these teams line up i mean, you look at the weakness for arizona state it's in the trenches and colorado has that and i think that that's kind of the path to the upset Last time these two teams played was down there early in the season. You'll remember Mel Tucker was wearing the short shorts. Game. Colorado oh, pulled the course. upset there too. <laughs> I, I've got Colorado winning a close one 27
0: 24. Okay, next up USC at home. And the Buffs have never mm-hmm. beaten USC. So can they get it done this year?
2: They've come so, so close. So close. USC. And. You could argue that they should have. I think like three of the last five were four point games. Again, they're 0 and 15, 0 and 14 all time.
0: They a thousand percent should have won the one mm-hmm. two years ago. Oh,
2: they blew it.
1: Uh, Look, I, the, Michael, I, the Michael Pittman game that was locked up until Pittman just took over, or the one where uh, Akella Weatherspoon got dunked on when they no. were nursing the, elite. They, they were, were ranked won. in the top 15 at but, the college. Yes, yeah,
0: both of them, <laughs> but I so <laughs> Oh
1: that my one God. It kills me.
0: Both of them do. I literally just sat, Ryan and I and a few other Buffs fans just sat in the stadium. I have videos of us celebrating. They thought they were going to win for the first time ever, and then they just gave it up on two stupid plays at the end, and my God. So you think they do pull it off this year, Henry?
1: No, I mean, I can't oh, pick them. Oh, come I mean, it's on! They do. Yeah, they, they we're not Boise
3: hit. State argument? Until they do it, how do you go on the <laughs> yeah, record and you say can't. I can't do it. See, I watched CSU blow a 28-point lead against Boise State in 2017. <laughs> they were up 14 points with a minute and a half to go. God, Dumb stuff happens. so
2: much. <laughs> oh, the, I'll I do never they get they over that game. game though. I, I want that to be clear. I think there's a chance that this is a top-two team in the Pac-12 South. Oh, there's absolutely a chance. I'm not. I'm, I've got them losing 38-28. Who, SC? CU2, USC. Okay, okay. All
0: right, Arizona the following weekend, it's family
3: weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a win. That's, I got 31-17. Arizona's the worst team in the Pac-12. Can, Are they going to oh, be yeah. as
3: bad this year again?
2: Who knows? I mean, it'd be tough too,
3: right? Like, the
2: only way you could kind of go is up. At the same time, their quarterback transferred out and they changed coaches. So who, I mean, I, I, if, if they don't win a game,
3: who did they hire? I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Fish
2: long time. I think long time Patriots assistant, at
3: least a couple years. Everyone thought it was going to be Brennan, the San Jose state coach. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, let's keep going quickly. Henry, what about California Cal?
2: I've got that as a 17, 14 win. That's going to okay. be a low-scoring defensive game. Another one that could kind of go either way. Similar to Minnesota in that these are the ones that kind of define your season. Do you win these or not? I have them winning this one.
0: Or, or Oregon?
2: 34-14 loss. That's a really good football team. Oh. And yeah. I think that you look at that game and the Texas A&M games, to me, is the ones that – I don't want to say they're unwinnable, but you're, you're, you're a little more out of grasping yeah. Yeah. when you're trying to find a way to win.
0: See you versus Oregon state homecoming weekend.
2: So Sam Neuer's the, the, the starting quarterback there. Oh, and that is
0: going to be very crazy. interesting.
2: That's going to be a fun oh, game. Again, not everybody here is a college football fan. Sam Noyer was a quarterback for a long time with the bus was told he's never going to play quarterback here, switch to safety, Entered the transfer portal before last season, things go to hell. And then, uh, Sam Neuer's asked to come back, play quarterback. He wins the starting job, becomes second-team All-Pac-12 quarterback, and uh, now they kind of forced him out again. That's maybe not fair, but but he wasn't going to be the starter. The uh,
1: timeline's not off. The adjectives used could be slightly (laughs) modified, but I'm pretty sure what you just described is about 98% accurate. Yeah, it is. Regardless of semantics.
0: Regardless, I think, like, Everything happens for a reason. I think him switching to safety made him such a better quarterback. Like he could see the field so much more and in such a different way. And it really elevated him as a quarterback rather than who he was before he had to switch to safety. So I can only imagine how hard of a decision that had to be for him and everything, but Mm -hmm. coming back and being that QB, everyone loved Sam Neuer. He was just such a different guy and such a, like a better QB because of his safety knowledge. Uh, We'll see how he is in Oregon state.
2: And he, he played quarterback like a safety too. And, you know, he was trying hurdles and most of the time just like kicking guys in the face. He scored touchdowns that way, picked up first downs, should have slid. He was hurt most of the season because he was doing dumb stuff with yeah. the ball. Um, I I think when he comes to Boulder, he's getting a standing ovation for what he did. Yes. And I think that uh, I've got Colorado winning 34 to 31. If they lose this game, especially if, if they like pull an upset over USC, things are going well, this kind of does feel like the makings for an upset game with Sam Noyer coming back. I'm not going to lie. I have the bus winning
0: 34-31. All right. Let's go quickly for these last three. UCLA? Yep. Uh,
2: 35-28 win. Washington? Uh, 17-10 loss.
0: Utah, last game of the season.
2: 17-14 the- loss. Buffs finish 6-6, six and six, make a bowl game. A couple of decent wins in there. It's a high-variance season, honestly. Yeah. Things could go worse. They could lose the Arizona State game. They could lose the Cal game, Minnesota game. They could also I don't beat want to hear
0: the worst. Washington.
2: <laughs> they could, well, let me finish them. They could beat Washington. They could beat the Utah. Um, six and six is probably maybe a tiny bit optimistic, but, but they've got a range of probably like three wins to nine wins, um, unless it's a really special season, which is on the table, considering what we saw last year and some of the talent they have.
0: All right, is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up this show? College football is back. Like exactly. we said, we're going to have a lot of great, great content, um, so make sure you're following both of these guys and following both of our college accounts. Like I said, again, we'll have Buffs tailgates. It's going to be so much fun. We're trying to figure stuff out with Rams. we Rams ones, yes. too.
3: I, I'm talking to some people right now. Optimistic. Nice. We'll see by Vandy.
0: Hell yeah, we're trying, guys. We're trying to get the Rams going, but we got the buffs secured. We're partnering with All Buffs. Like I said, a really great um, platform. We'll be on Farrin Field, lot 346, I think is it. But we do have it all put out on our Twitter if you want to double check that. But out on Farrin Field, we'll have some Breckenridge Brewery. Beers and seltzers, and it's just going to be so much fun. Especially tomorrow, we'll have a big group. Harrison's going, I'm going, Ryan's going. Henry will be there. Spencer and Mitch, our golf bros, will be there. There's going to be so many people.
2: Huh? Dev will be there.
0: Dev will be there, also, and we then we had
2: a soccer tailgate last weekend. I'm I'm a big soccer guy at this point. We had three of the starting five for the Buffs there.
0: Yeah, it was so there, much fun. We'll have a play. pretty cool squad. We'll have players at this tailgate, too, so basketball players, soccer players, all of that good stuff. So come hang out. It's going to be so much fun. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. Have a safe weekend, and we will see you guys next week where you will most likely see another host in this position. I I won't be leaving for long, but you might see another host in this position. So we will talk to you guys later.